Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike with me as always, it's my main man Scott. This is Craft Brood Sports. Scott, stop this cake sports knowledge. You pour, pour, pour. Deal. Ha 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 ha! gone. No more Cowboys, baby. All fears. Oh, Cheers to that. Oh, that's uh, that's... That's my new favorite show opening. Now that was yeah. it. <laughs> as I figured, as somber as I was last week and all all jittery and nervous, uh, I'd make sure that I come correct this week. <laughs> I wish I could see the face of everybody listening to this when they just hear you go. <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> if they listened last week, they'll know. <laughs> they'll know. Yes, Scott's uh, Scott's team is gone. The Cowboys Excuse are you. Excuse you, sir. <laughs> Hold your tongue. Hold the hatred in, man. We'll get to that later I, in this show. I, I, there's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> My so cup runneth over. You clearly had a good weekend. This, I did. This best week. <laughs> it was a great sports weekend. Does that offset uh, the Patriots moving on for you? The Cowboys yeah. losing? That offset? Well, yeah, because if you go on the power rankings of hatred, Cowboys at number one, Patriots are at two. Seahawks at three. So, so if if the Patriots and Cowboys had both lost, you would have just been like wiped out, like just came all over the place. Done. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> House would have been just white <laughs> everywhere. Would have just been a mess. <laughs> I wouldn't been able to do the show. But yeah, sorry, I'm still cleaning up. It'll look like it'll look like the end of Ghostbusters. <laughs> Let's just say that. I love this town. <laughs> You're Randy Marsh in South Park. Just the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh shit. All right. Well, let's uh we'll, before we get too down this rabbit hole uh, <laughs> of co- coming everywhere talk. <laughs> we haven't even we're like a beer deep already and this is, is we're already off the rails. Man. Right? This is not good. Well, this week we got uh one of my favorite IPAs. It's out there. Uh Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. Keeping up with the Conti- fruit theme. Yep, continuing the fruit theme. Uh, which my wife said to me when I was getting this beer, she was like, you guys should do fruit beers like in the summertime. 
Oh, I definitely like, thought... Yeah, we kind of fucked up when we started this. Oh, it was by mistake. <laughs> the black and crayon just started. I was like, what are we going to... Right, it was fruit. Let's go with fruit. And I thought that too. I'm like, we in winter, we went with a fruit beer yeah. theme, but whatever. But we discovered after looking at this can that grapefruit is, is a, a winter, winter fruit. Had no idea. So nope. learning something new every day. Uh, but Ballast Point out of San Diego, California. So this... Their IPA is like a gold medal winning IPA. Their Sculpin IPA. Uh oh. Yeah. You know what happened last time we had award winning IPAs <laughs> on this show? <laughs> well, what they did was they Fuck took you, <laughs> They took their gold medal winning Sculpin IPA and then came up with this extra little twist on it and added the grapefruit. Um, it's a it's a pretty damn good beer. First tastings, I'm I'm on board with it. Here's what's weird to me though. First time I had this beer, it was in a bottle. This time it's in a can. And that always weirds me out. Well, it, it's definitely weird to have an IPA out of a can. I don't think Super it, I've ever done that, except for when we did Hustle. Right. Well, I was going to say, was, like, all Mad Tree and Ryan Guys beers yeah. are, are But I don't, I don't have a ton of those. So, I, I mean, that's... You don't have a ton of IPAs, period. No. So. If I can avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> no. So far, so good. Not bad. And 7%. So, it's yeah. got some good some good. It's sneaky 7%, because it doesn't taste... No, Very it's alcoholic. that grapefruit. That grapefruit. Yeah, cuts maybe the I was gonna flavor. say maybe that's that's what does it. It's I'm enjoying it so, so far. far. Yeah, I'm on board with it so far. We'll see how it holds out. Um, but yeah, winter, winter fruit beer. You're welcome, fans of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Learning something new like we did. Raise your hand if you thought uh, grapefruit was a winter fruit. I definitely thought it just being a citrus. It Do was you know like why it's else. called a grapefruit? I researched before the show a little bit. No, but it makes me think of that Aziz thing with 50 Cent and (laughs) him not knowing what a grapefruit was. (laughs) Was it grapefruit? (laughs) It has nothing to do with being like in the grape family. It's because on the trees, the grapefruits grow in clusters and it looks like a cluster of grapes. Holy shit, really? That's where the name came from, yeah. It's actually from the orange family. Well, I knew that. I knew it was but all in the whole citrus thing, but that's I, why, I had no idea yeah. it grew in clusters, and that's where it got the yep, name from. Because it looks like a cluster of grapes down in Barbados. There huh. you go. Wow. Education. Wow. Seriously, though, I had no idea. Yeah. I always kind of wondered, but I didn't give a shit enough to look it up. That's what I bring to this show. Pointless, useless information that nobody will And horrible picks. Oh, don't don't even, sell yourself short, man. I don't even want to think about that. Let's talk about Upper Deck. How about that? That's Upper Deck. It, <laughs> which, as always, is brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of craft brewed sports can test out Audible service with a free 30-day trial offer that includes a free audio book download. No strings attached. Even if you cancel your subscription within 30 days, you still get to keep the audio book. All you got to do to get that free 30-day trial and the free audiobook, head on over to audibletrial.com slash craftbrewedsports. That's audibletrial.com slash craftbrewedsports. Or just head on over to our website, craftbrewedsports.com, and click the Audible Trial link. Mike, I got one question for you. Yes, sir. What in the literal fuck <laughs> is this first story? <laughs> so this week, CNBC announced that they're debuting a new reality show soon, and it's going to be called Back in the Game. Uh, the show is going to feature ex-athletes in dire financial straits, and they'll be paired with money-savvy mentors who can help them get back on their feet. On in the face sounds interesting. Could sounds be. like something that we could get tons of laughs out of. Yes. These are guys that the, blew through their right. money. So, I mean, <laughs> at least we'd have that, right? Well, the advisors also might help the athletes launch a second career or a purpose and a new business opportunity. The problem comes... 
that they've tabbed known steroid user and super cheater extraordinaire Alex Rodriguez to be the host of said show. (laughs) And who in the fuck, broke or not, wants to take advice on how to live their life from a chronic cheater? (laughs) Like, seriously. I mean, on the one hand, I guess... I guess that's exactly who you'd want to take life advice from if you're down and out. You're like, fuck it. I, I, I tried doing it the right way. Alex, what you got for me? I know you bend the rules. Dude, you, you got spend, insider trading tips for me? You spend your life being a cheater and a scumbag, and then you end up being president. So there you go. That's, the, that's how or you Or host there. of a game show. <laughs> I want to know who's going to be on this show. Like, what, what athlete is going to admit, like, nah, I fucked up big time. There's so many of them. I think Antoine Walker is a prime candidate to be on this show. <laughs> prime. It's, they wrote the show just for him. <laughs> they were like, hey, he inspired us for this one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, geez. Interested I, to see this show. I, I, yeah, I want to see it just because I'm curious who's going to be on there and how how things are going to flow, but... Man, well, how are you gonna? So if they're if they're partnering these guys with supposedly like really big business minded people, like I'm picturing like Shark Tank meets yeah a a dumbass who blew through his money. So what are you gonna do? Like this guy doesn't have any money. How are they gonna be like? All right, here's how you get yourself back on track. <laughs> I don't know. Like you gotta fucking work again, man. Like that's I <laughs> yeah. can do the show. Put me on the show. I am now the one of your they're all gonna start a people. <laughs> you gotta work your way up. <laughs> I just don't get this. This it's a. Uh, it's going to be weird. The fact that they say dire financial straits, that's what makes me, that's where I'm like, so this, these dudes are broke. They have nothing. Yeah. So we're not just talking about like Scotty Pippen, who's still kind of right, around. Where it's like, hey, Scotty, maybe you should sell one of your yachts. And yeah. <laughs> then it, you'll, it'll help yourself out. No, these are like, hey, man, all right, we're going to fix up this box for you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're really down now. <laughs> So living with your parents again? <laughs> Former baller? Yeah, you need help. <laughs> oh, shit. You were begging for change on the streets? Right. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what you're going to do. First off, you're going to set up an autograph signing <laughs> at a mall. <laughs> Second off, when somebody comes and puts their sack on the table for $99. You're going to sign it. You're going to sign it. <laughs> you're going to get that cash. You're not in a position here to be picky about what you're signing for $99. So just sign the sack and keep it moving. <laughs> it's straight cash, homie. <laughs> That's going to be a weird one. Well, let's move on to this story because this is another what the fuck were they thinking type story. Good God. <laughs> Jerry Rice. Your boy, former 49er, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. He's getting blasted online for a recent ad Rightfully that he started. so. Yes, very rightfully so. Uh, in the commercial, Jerry Rice can be seen uh, holding an oversized Popeye's biscuit and wearing a Popeye's football helmet that features a rotating chicken wing on the face mask. I can't, I can't even get through the Stereotype things. extraordinaire right here. <laughs> so he's getting bashed for playing into this stereotype with uh, comments like, Jerry just sent black people back thir- 437 years. Thanks, Jerry. We're slaves again. <laughs> Someone go slap this man, Jerry writes. And my personal favorite, like, Popeye's is dope. But not a big biscuit and wearing a hot wing <laughs> helmet dope. <laughs> he hasn't commented on the criticism at all yet, but... So, the funny part about wow. this whole thing is, I think 
three or four weeks ago. It's just after Christmas. I saw an initial commercial that's not this one with Jerry Rice for Popeyes. And he was just like doing a voiceover sitting next to that lady that does all the Popeyes yeah. commercials. And he was like, you know, oh, hey, I can read this promo. And it like does her voice and they dubbed it over. And she's like, wow, you're a professional. He's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Jesus, okay, Jerry's doing a, a Popeye's commercial. Yeah. But it was whatever. There wasn't any props. That's fine. Any, it, it was, yeah, it, it was black guy doing fried chicken commercial, but okay, it, it was whatever. He wasn't eating the fried chicken and holding the watermelon like, yeah, this, have some Popeye's, motherfuckers. So I, I, I overlooked it. But then this shit drops. Dude, and he's wearing is... the football helmet with the chicken wing on the face mask and a he so, was doing everything but bucking and winging in this damn commercial. <laughs> and I'm shocked he wasn't holding watermelon. <laughs> Good God, man. He's like the, the gif of the, the little kid. It's like, that's racist. Yes, that's, yes. That's exactly. This is exactly what you expect. You're like, damn it, Jerry. How has nobody put those two together at this point i'm guessing that the good people at popeyes it didn't pass their minds <laughs> like it didn't escape them they're like hey we're getting a black guy there but jerry should have been like nah i'm good i don't need i mean does jerry need money does he need a check well if he does we're gonna catch him on the cnbc show next right <laughs> yeah you know what that'd be funny if it parlayed right into that where it's just like jerry was doing these commercials and it was actually <laughs> off of advice from the show with the they were pre-recorded episodes and f- funny you guys should ask why jerry was doing that but we have the results right here Jesus, man. Uh, I also took the time to tweet at Jerry. A childhood hero or not. He tweeted out something this week about on National Popcorn Day. It just said, Terrell Owens is the best at National Popcorn Day. Which, you know, I, I T.O., you know, get your popcorn ready. Yeah. And he had that time in Dallas where he threw the popcorn in his face that scored a touchdown. Ha ha. And there's always been this petty bitterness between yeah. Jerry and T.O., you know, for whatever uh, but I tweeted back at Jerry and said, so what are you trying to do? Be the best ever at National Popeye's Day? <laughs> and sent the gif of a Popeye's commercial back at him. Got a lot of retweets and favorites on that one, but I didn't care. I'm like, come on, Jerry, what are you doing, man? You know what also is offensive in that commercial? He's wearing a single bar face mask. That's yeah, really offensive to me. A kicker's <laughs> face mask. <laughs> but again, it's all for it's the a, aesthetic of having the, the chicken wing rotating. Like, compromised his face mask could history, have, too. Could have been worse, I guess. They could have had the regular face mask and had, like, four chicken wings rotating at one time. <laughs> they could have gone leather helmet and figured out a way to fashion it. That would have been worse, too. At least that's the stereotype he was playing up here. That's not the worst stereotype uh, in the world. Jerry, get your up. life together, man. <laughs> Do something better. Be better. Uh, moving on. Sticking with California football, though. Um, hey, Spanos, owner of the Chargers, you want to move them? Well, good luck. Because Ryan Charles, head of sales and promotion for HireHelper.com, has confirmed that they would refuse to move the Chargers from San Diego to L.A. if called by the team. And not only that, Mike, he took it a step further by taking it upon himself to cold call other moving companies <laughs> within San Diego to join the pun intended movement. It also included movers in Los Angeles that he called, and they joined in and not wanting to move the Chargers there either. 
Also further proving the point that nobody wants this team. <laughs> the Chargers, or I take that back, San Diego wants the team, but the ownership group is <laughs> too worried about money and is moving the team, and LA's like, we don't give a shit about the Chargers. Don't want them. That's, dude, this, so this story goes from, like, Really funny to me because it's like, oh, well, were they going to ask you anyways? Like, I always find it funny when companies come out and like, listen, we're not going to do this. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, who the fuck cares? Like, nobody was going to ask you anyways. But then the fact that he went the pettiest everybody of petty. Else. <laughs> it was like, hey, guys, seriously, don't help them. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's just I'm just a small business guy here, but I'm calling everybody. Don't do it. <laughs> Mayflower, two men in a truck. None of y'all. Don't touch this one. We got to keep the team here, man. Don't even rent them a truck. Nope. <laughs> and the, the problem is, I mean, somebody's going to take the money. At some point, somebody's going to take yeah. the payday because there's too, the, there's too much money involved to not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, enjoy a good pettiness story. And this is about <laughs> as good as it gets. Also, it's, a giant middle finger to the NFL yeah. and the Chargers. Like, yeah, you want to move? Do it yourself. <laughs> Have fun packing I just, up all those boxes. I just picture this where like the Chargers are now like stuck. They can't find a moving company, so they're like calling the Rams. They're like, "Hey, since we're gonna be roommates, uh, <laughs> you might you might come in and help me. I'll get you beer, beer and pizza or whatever." Like, <laughs> yeah, except for the fact that Spanos is so cheap that he'd probably be like, "Hey Rams, I'll uh, I'll suck your dick if you if you come help me move." Cause that's free. You don't have to. He's got to pay for pizza and beer. Clearly, he's all about the money. So sexual favors—they're free. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of the Chargers, last week we talked about them moving, and I, in my infinite wisdom, said, uh, "Hey, at least they're not moving to Las Vegas. We don't have to hear about that bullshit." Well, guess what? The Berlon Jinx is way too strong uh, because this week. The Raiders filed paperwork, and they will be moving to Vegas. So here's the weird part about this story. It's not really that surprising. Everybody kind of saw this coming. That's been the rumors that the Raiders may end up moving. But the weird part about this is they don't have a place to play in Vegas. So they filed this paperwork. Everybody's likely to sign off on it. They're going to move to Vegas, but they're not going to move there until after the 2018 season. So there's two seasons where they have to play in Oakland and just be like, uh, yeah, I Oakland, mean, uh, your Raiders, <laughs> but not really. We're moving. Are they going to gonna do that? Are they going to go by the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland for like the, for the next two years? I don't know. It's <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. That'd be really bad. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's crazy. That like you don't you don't make that move until you've got a place that you don't fucking you don't make that move till you at least got a 30,000 seat yeah. soccer stadium to Did sit get, in yeah, like the Chargers. Exactly. I mean to have no place to you move. You don't quit at your all. job without having another job lined up, man. Come <laughs> That's on. the number one rule. <laughs> so my question is how empty are the next two seasons of Raiders games going to be? And here's the shittiest part too for Raiders. They're actually fans. getting good. They're just getting After good. After all these years of sucking, yeah. now they're hitting the point where imagine within the next 2 through. years uh, it, what if they get to a Super Bowl or accidentally win the Super Bowl? Could you imagine that last season? Like, so they made it to the God. playoffs this year. Carr was hurt. Who knows what would have happened if he wasn't? Imagine if the next two years they grow on that. They're in this. They win the Super Bowl, and it's like, "Hey, Oakland, we love you. We're out." <laughs> Thanks for the hospitality. Don't try to play it off as some bullshit. Like, oh, I'm glad we got this one. Yeah, last I know they'd be like you. the farewell. Yeah. yeah, this is for you, fans. We're, we appreciate you. And we didn't glad. leave you empty-handed. No, you'll always have this one championship. <laughs> but just like yeah. the analogy with uh, the move-in for the Raiders, this is totally like living with your girlfriend and then breaking up. But it's like. <laughs> 
well, uh, I don't really have the money to move out, so for convenience, like neither of us can afford to live on our own. We're just going to live in the same house, right? I'm glad, I'm glad we got this two-bedroom apartment. Cause right, because I'm still going to bang chicks. Like You're cool with that, right? The guest room for I'm still going to have a new girlfriend, but, you know. Uh, so weird. Awkward. Such weird timing for that, and I feel bad for Raiders fans. I don't. Fuck them. I, I mean, I... You find, you supported this team. There's a comedian in Columbus, Dan Swartwout, who is hilarious and posts all the time about how he loves the Raiders. And last year, the year before, I see him just post these heartbreaking posts about his team sucking ass, but he still supports them. And this year, he finally had something to be excited about, and now they're fucking moving. Well, if he doesn't live in Oakland, then what does he care? That's a good point. Yeah. City. He's going to, yeah. That's like me with the Niners in San Francisco. It's like, they're That's moving to Santa point. Clara, and there's some butthurt people in San Francisco. I'm like, I don't care. That's a fair Same point. place. He's, yeah, he is in Ohio, so I guess that's not the same. Yeah, but, uh, but but in fact, my buddy, who's a Oakland. diehard Oakland fan, <laughs> immediately said, I was like, woo, love this. Now it's a quick plane trip away. It's like it's easier to get to Las Vegas than it is to get all the way to L.A. or Oakland for him, so... Well, he's and, happy. And for fans out this way, it's cheaper. I that's mean, what I'm saying. It's easier crazy. to get there money-wise and everything. Yeah. So he was like, I don't care. Still a Raiders fan. <laughs> and that's how I feel about my team. Everybody always you know, gets really hurt. And I get if you grew up in the city and you, the team has always been there and then they move. You know, I understand, like, say, a Buffalo moving or you know, when Cleveland yeah. move. And the, and then the way they move happens to do but for fans that don't live in the city and they've never, really, it's like I, I guess the, the Niners could be playing on Mars and I'd still be a fan. Like I don't put that out in the universe, man, because the NFL might take you up on that. Jed York would definitely. <laughs> How much money is involved? We get ten more dollars. I'm doing it. We're moving to Mars. The NFL would be like, wait a second, we're gonna be interstellar. Yeah, we're gonna fucking. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start with some games on Mars right now to <laughs> boost up the viewership. Yeah, Fuck. we'll send the Jaguars there a couple of games a year. <laughs> That's how we do. <laughs> Send the Jags as a test subject. Oh, Raj, you dick. Well, s- sticking with the NFL again, um, the Steelers and Patriots are both in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> Big shocker. But the craziest part of that is that there's a stat that's going to continue because of this. Since 2001, the year that douchebag Tom Brady stepped in for uh, <laughs> Drew Bledsoe and led the Patriots to the Super Bowl, um, this will be the 14th Super Bowl that features either Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger or Peyton Manning. That's crazy. As the QB of the team in the AFC representing in the Super Bowl. That's Um, so crazy. Very nuts. And the only two times during that stretch where that didn't happen was the Super Bowl in 2002 with Oakland, ironically, Mm -hmm. after we just talked about that, and uh, 2012 with the Ravens. (laughs) Joe Paco. I'm not going to talk about that. What happened in that 2012? Oh, no, I blacked out. (laughs) Greg Roman (laughs) fucked us. That's what happened in that Super Bowl. Uh, so 14 out of the 16 <laughs> seasons, um, Brady has six, maybe seven if they win this week. Uh, Manning had four. And Big Ben with three, maybe four if they win. Dude, um, that's crazy. As a fan of nuts. an AFC team, fuck this bullshit. Like- oh, well, the funniest part <laughs> for me when I saw that stat this week is all like I, I immediately chuckled. I was like, NFL wants to talk about parody. Yeah, but exactly. It's essentially, no parody. it's just the same yeah, three teams now. Manning moved teams, so you you right. get the different team. For you his. got a fourth team that gets thrown in. Just yeah, because yeah, of Manning. on the one off. Yeah. But yeah, overall, you've got the same team showing up in the Super Bowl, or at least a, right there to represent them. You you essentially know at the beginning of the year. So the AFC Championship game, it's going to come down to Roethlisberger and uh, Brady, right? 
I mean, yeah. at this point, yeah, at least at least before he retired, you you had this wild card of like, which one of the three is yeah. going to make it? Now, now it's like, that's one of these two fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> it's either it's either the rapist or the guy who wears Uggs. <laughs> what a terrible choice we have. <laughs> yeah, or the one-offs of Flacco <clears throat> and uh, Rich Gannon. But two times out of sixteen years—that's crazy. That's and it's not until insane. you they stop and put that stat out there that you don't really think about I d- it. You're I like, didn't oh, even realize it until. until I was like, Damn it! Yeah, that's actually pretty awful that we've only seen these teams and these I, quarterbacks in the Super Bowl yeah. for all these years. I mean, I—it's not parody at all. It's no. the furthest thing from parody. As you know, what the funniest part about that though is the NFC is kind of. You know, I know the AFC has come back recently, but the NFC is holding their own against two teams, three teams. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's not bad for the NFC. Well, I guess if you've only got to scout two or three quarterbacks in the entire conference, <laughs> yeah. like none of those other quarterbacks matter because it's all going to come down to those. So we if we're going to have a chance shit. to win the Super Bowl this year, we just need to have tape on those two assholes. How do you stop Brady? How do you stop Roethlisberger? Yeah, I don't give a fuck about anybody else because yeah. y'all ain't gonna make it. So F it. <laughs> Uh, That's there you crazy. Go. So I'm interested to see what happens next year. If it continues the ne- if it continues into next year, um, that's going to be some bullshit. There's going to be some bullshit, but it's going to be, I mean, the same old what are you gonna NFL. Do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what hey, are you this is do? bullshit. I'm still going to watch. <laughs> uh, and even on the NFCs, like I feel like Rodgers, even though Green Bay has had their struggles lately, he's always like right there. It seems like he's always he's in the conversation. But he's not always in the NFC Championship game, or you know, he's not always re- knocking on the door. Like, there's been plenty yeah. of times when they've lost in the first round or the second round. So that's why maybe it it's just that he like seems that. like he should be, and then yeah. falters early on in the playoffs. No, the NFC has diversity when it comes to <laughs> who they've sent to the, both the championship game and yeah. the Super Bowl within those 16 years. Right. Like, they didn't even put that set out there because it's probably, you know, there's probably it's a, almost 16 yeah, different exactly. quarterbacks. So, <laughs> fucking AFC. All right, let's get into this last story of Upper Deck. And to do that, we're going to drop the music for a second. We're going to drop that beat, DJ. Oh, shit. Last week, yes, we talked about Ice Cube's three-on-three league and how that reminded us of NBA Jam. This week, we have an actual reminder of NBA Jam in the form of NBA Jam. Yes! <laughs> this is a, a, a game that was developed by hogswithablog.com. They took NBA Jam Tournament Edition uh, and then made it playable with a Super Nintendo emulator. <laughs> the coolest part about this is they've updated it to current day rosters. They didn't stop there, though. They added the secret characters like you always got to find in NBA Jam. Yes. But they made it relative to 2017. So you can play as Trump. You can play as Kanye West. Or Harambe! <laughs> Dicks and balls out for Harambe and NBA Jam. In the, I love that in the trailer for this. It was Harambe and Hillary Clinton playing yes. on the same team. <laughs> yes. Because the old ones had the presidents, too. So I yeah. remember playing as Bill Clinton Yep, in, yep. in the old school edition. I just love, uh, oh, we dropped the audio. We're going to keep it going. We're going to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is awesome. Uh, I 
have you played a lot of like stuff on emulators on the computer? Um, I have not in recent years. I played when emulators first kind of got big. Yeah, when it was a thing to oh hey you can play old SNES games or Dude, NES games. Best. Yes, it was. That's that allowed why, me to play. That was the only reason why Windows phones were cool when they first came out. Because you could put the emulator on. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I mean, I I actually had uh, a couple of emulators on my computer, and not many since then because I have ways of playing the old right. games that are much easier. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is awesome. Dude, like, I and, can't. And you always, games like this, you're, there's constantly games that you're like, man, I just wish there was an updated today's version yep. of this. I'd still play it. This is a prime example. NBA Absolutely. Jam with modern day rosters, boom, sign me up. You don't have to go. Dude, that's and the best. They didn't change like the logos or anything. Everything like that. Yeah, it's all the old same. School. So it's all mid nineties logos yeah, and yeah. uniforms. <laughs> just with the players. Like they they have the headshots and everything it's and the, the guys. Old school Cavs logo with like LeBron and Kyrie on it. Yeah. Like, that's fucking ah, oh, that's well, so cool. and you even have <laughs> Seattle fans will be upset, but you even have <laughs> the Supersonics <laughs> with OKC. So you've got Russell Westwood <laughs> playing for those Seattle Supersonics. So a little bitterness in there if you're a Seattle that fan, you go to play. Yeah. Well, no, maybe that's them just being like, "This is how we got I our team back." Should have been. This is how it fucking should have been. <laughs> just a dude crying in Seattle, like, "This is how I should. This is how I always envisioned it." It's fucking awesome. I can't wait to download this and, and get it. No doubt. And I am. I need to find an emulator now, a Super Nintendo emulator. Hogswithablog.com is where you can find that. Shout out to you, gentlemen. <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work. Making it cool to be a nerd again. I love it. Right. I fucking love it. This has been Upper Deck brought to you as always and by Audible. And making it cool to be a 90s video game <laughs> fan as well. <laughs> Oh shit, dude! All right, so let's let's talk about this since you and I are both big baseball fans. Woo. Uh, MLB had the Hall of Fame voting this week that was revealed. So we have a new Hall of Fame class. Three people made it in this year. We got Pudge that made it in, which I think was very deserving. Buff the stuff, Jeff Bagwell. <laughs> also made it. I in. love Jeff Bagwell. Man. So do I. Love him. I. You know what though? I actually really loved the uh, that that was one of those teams, the those '90s Houston's teams that I didn't have a problem with because they were out in the West, and so the Braves didn't play them that often. Yeah. But I enjoyed watching them play Biggio Bagwell, and then you know at the time it was uh, they were the killer bees. But who was the other bee? Um, I'm blanking. Uh, Bell. Um, I can't think of his first name. The black dude with a really awesome '90s mustache, <laughs> the thick push broom mustache. Uh, Derek Bell. Derek Bell is who it was. And then, and then the they updated the Killer Bees and it became Berkman. Um, but I yeah. love, I love. By the way, I just love going silent when you're fishing for something. I hate it, you. It's the best. No, to just see your brain get working to it. It's yeah. so awesome. Oh, and I could picture his face, but I'm like, who was it? Uh, Derek Bell. There it is. But yeah, no. I know you're gonna get there. That's why I just let it go. I'm like, he's got it. Yeah, and they had you know Shane Reynolds, and I and can't Google that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Reynolds and Mike Hampton, and, and then they traded for Randy Johnson. And this was probably also the reason that I never really minded them. They always seemed to face the Braves in the, that wild card round, and it was always like a sweep or one game loss, and Braves well, would move on. Well, that's how I always like, figured. Like, even with all those names you just said, I was always I always just figured it was Biggio and Bagwell. Like, I didn't yeah. – there was nothing else on that team that I could – 
even as you were yeah, going through those names, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the rest of the team, uh, position wise, was just kind of filled in. There wasn't, I, it, there weren't too many guys that you're like, oh, I mean, they did have Ken Caminiti before he went to San Diego. There you go. Uh, <laughs> talk about roids. <laughs> um, and they had a few other guys that you fill in, and they, they had really good lineups, but they weren't a team. They weren't uh, a team that. Non Houston fans yeah. really paid much attention to, but I enjoyed watching them. So Bishio and Bagwell, I always thought you know they were good. Plus Bagwell had that stance where he looked like he was sitting. Yeah, his <laughs> he, his legs were so. I don't know how you get any. Power I had no idea with, how he had leverage. He did. I remember when I was in little league, I would try to like bat like some of those dudes, and my dad would be like, "You're not strong enough to do that." Stop. <laughs> and he Stop also it. had that giant. <laughs> uh, he had the, on his batting gloves. He had the giant pad on his hand because he would always get yeah. hit. Uh, he would always get hit on the bat in the hand. And so he had that giant pad, and it was, hey, he just looked funny. <laughs> so he got 86.2% of the votes, uh, up from 716 last year. So big jump for, for Bagwell. Yeah. And then Tim Raines. Tim Raines, that's in. right, yeah. Long time the on the ballot yes. for him. They So there was an argument made that he was he's probably the second greatest leadoff hitter in baseball behind history Henderson. behind Ricky Henderson. Yes. And I, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Looking at the numbers, yeah. I remember when Reigns was playing, I never really thought a whole lot of him. Like, he was a good player. Well, that's because he was in Montreal. Like, nobody really well, paid attention and I, to him and I there. think much of him in Montreal, but I was thinking more when, by the time he got to, like, the White Sox. And I remember. Then he started yeah. bouncing around. And I remember right. more from the other teams that he played for rather than Montreal. Yeah. But, yeah, he was kind of buried when he was up there in Montreal. Yeah, if, I think if he had... If he had played in the states for the the in first in part of his career, market, yeah, not even in a bigger market, just, just anywhere in the in states, the states in general, yeah. I think he would have. It wouldn't have taken him to his last year on the ballot. He would have been. I in, could agree with he that. He would have been in sooner, uh, but he made it in with eighty six percent, up from sixty nine point eight last year. So he had a huge jump to get in on his last year on the ballot. Here is what kills me about that, though. I feel like a lot of these writers are like, "Oh, it's Tim Raines' last year. Yeah, we're going to vote for him now." Yeah, nothing that happened in the last nine years before that. Yeah, nothing <laughs> changed. Yeah, he didn't hit any more home runs. Right. He didn't steal any more bases in those nine it's, years. Yes, it's total, oh crap, it's his last year. I guess I should vote right. for him. Oh, oh man, we can't leave this guy out. And that's, yeah. that's such horseshit. Well, man. all of it is weird and I can't stupid stand the, the way baseball they, Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a bunch of pretentious old it. guys. <laughs> it is. It's not even old guys either. It's like young guys too. Well, who now, are just... well, now it's starting to get to younger guys that are like some of these old guys are getting their votes taken away or they're dying right. off. <laughs> so thank God for that. But because there's sort of a younger generation moving in, you are seeing these numbers go up though. Of you know the Barry Bonds's, yeah, Clemenses of the world. They, yeah, both of them uh, moved up in their. Uh, Perspective percentages, the uh, mid fifties percentages. Yeah, they're they're moving up. Um, Trevor Hoffman came pretty close this year. He got seventy four percent. Vlad Guerrero jumped up. He seventy one point one or seventy one point seven percent. But this was his first fir- first year. I was gonna yeah. say in Hoffman's first year too, right? Uh, this oh, was Hoffman's, Hoffman's second year. Okay, second year, yeah. so Hoffman ended up falling five votes short. He'll get in. Vlad yeah. obviously definitely will. And then the big conversation is between the, the whole Clemens and Bonds thing. Well, I think they've still got more time. I think they've they're definitely got end more up... time. But the fact that they made a decent amount a jump 
it, it wasn't a crazy jump for either. I'm looking at the numbers now, and I would have never known this offhand, but Clemens was at 45.2 last year, and he's up to 54.1 this year. Uh, but a 10-point jump is pretty high when you're talking about – a lot of these, when you look at them, they're only incremental. Like, yeah, that's true. I just feel like I think they're going to kind of stall out, and it's going to be very small jumps up until – They're probably going to be waiting until the until or Yeah, once they're ready to fall off the ballot. They'll, they'll reigns it. <laughs> like oh I guess they're about to be done we'll put them in here's something interesting and I'd, I'd be interested to hear your take on this if we're talking about nothing has happened to these guys between you know one year to the next other than more competition on the ballot I guess Kurt Schilling this is so weird he but I, I know why I know why too yeah, it's because he's his got really weird political stances super crazy political and lately. rants and he just he says things now that you're just like, what? Man, dude, shut up. <laughs> because, one, they're, they're super far right-wing eccentric a lot of times. Yeah. And, and they're uh, the other half, you're like, I don't think anybody agrees with you right-wing or not. They just He says really He's weird stuff. out there. But it, I don't think that should have anything to do with his actual like, career. It should, like, no, it, it, should, it should still go by what do. he did on the field. But I, I think that's well, interesting. And it isn't anything that he said. Nobody ever. I never thought of Schilling as this right-wing eccentric right. dude while he was playing. So had he had he had this persona while he was playing, he'd be like, ah, oh, he was a weird guy, and he, you know, he said things that irked people. But during his career, he never did anything. You know, some people say he was a glory hound, the bloody sock, and all that stuff. Yeah, that he. You know, hype we talked about up. that on the yeah. show. That he hyped things <laughs> up, but for the most part, I, I you know respected Schilling, enjoyed his career. You know, thought he was. I mean, it's hard to argue worthy. against his stats. No, and, yeah. and that's what it. But that comes down to the whole argument. Like, what? Where's the line on the off-field stuff? So yeah. steroids. Well, Pete and, Rose, and Kurt Schilling about, being a fucking weirdo. Like there's Well, and we're talking about off the field stuff after the career is over. Yeah. I guess even in the, the case of Pete Rose, it's off the field stuff after his after career. After he's is done over. playing, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough to say, but I sh- Schilling, I also just want to be like, hey dude, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Yeah. Like to like he, stop for five minutes. Uh, and unless you'll be good. he doesn't give a shit about the Hall of Fame. Because if I'm him and I see that drop it from yeah, wake up call. I'd be like, mm, I'm not gonna put out these weird YouTube videos anymore. I'm not gonna, like, not gonna say I'll anything get, racist. I'll or... get my cool Fox News job after I get into the hall. Right? Then, <laughs> you fucking psycho. Um, some other interesting uh, Hall of Fame notes here. So Manny Ramirez is at 23.8 percent this this ballot. Manny being Manny. <laughs> uh, but the crazy thing to me, Sammy Sosa is 8.6 percent. So Sammy's like. Falling along that line of almost falling off the ballot. Yeah, but here's the thing about Sammy. So everybody assumes he was a steroid user. And outside of his home run numbers, did he do anything like Hall of Fame worthy? No. So if you take away the – if you say that steroids are the reason that he had those home run numbers, you take that away. And I know it, you can't take that away. But if you do, what are you left with? Okay, Just but – average player. But doing that, like let's look at Bonds. Bonds was a 30-30 player, like, early on in his career. He was he a was, Hall of Fame guy before the he steroids. Was, right, but but it, the argument could be made if it wasn't for the steroids, that same production wouldn't have kept up, and he may not have been a Hall of Fame No, because everybody says, and if you look at the numbers, dude was going to be a Hall of Famer prior to him using roids. Like, he had already solidified. That's what makes Bonds' Hall of Fame thing so crazy, because you're like, 
damn it, dude, if you had just stopped, if you had just stopped right there and just let natural progression age and said, you know what, uh, uh, you know, it sucks that I'm not getting the recognition, but I'm just going to do what I can and do the right thing and not do roids, he would have been fine. And it would have actually, now knowing what we know, it would have elevated him more because they'd have been like, man, he had these numbers. And then he also had a chance to playing in that era and said, no, he, he, there's no doubt in my mind he'd already be in the Hall of Fame. It would have so been you think ballot. he'd be like Ken Griffey Jr. Down. level? Oh, God, like, yes. That because same respect. Because Griffey yes. has that respect of like, hey, this guy never took anything. Yes. So he, and it's yes. clear he didn't take it. It would have even overwritten the fact that nobody liked him because he was an asshole. Whereas everybody <laughs> loved Griffey because he was the kid and he was nice and all that other stuff. And behind closed doors, he was an asshole. Right. <laughs> Bonds was the asshole out front and center and didn't care. And so everybody hated him. But it would have been looked at as like, wow, he was a huge asshole, but he never cheated in this era. And look at his what what his numbers were. And his numbers prior to the steroid use were still Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, they were fantastic. I mean, they were. He was he was a stellar player. I can't you can't deny that. I just feel like things would have stalled a lot sooner, and maybe that progression wouldn't have continued. No, there's for him. no doubt in my mind he'd already been. It would have been one. It would have been day one for him. All right, how about your boy? Crime dog Fred McGriff. I think he's it's sad. Twenty one point seven percent. He's a victim of having not done steroids. Right. Ironically enough, he was consistently consistent. If you look at his numbers from start to finish, they're almost identical, and he they're just average when you compare them to the guys who did use steroids. Okay, so so that's what you're saying. You're, you're bonds. Yeah, you're no, but you're okay, making so, that case for bonds. But then. the the problem is though that bonds' numbers were still greater than McGriff. But they so, were. But would they have continued at that same level? Is my point. No, they wouldn't have continued at that same level because natural progression was like, and McGriff did have, he tailed off like you would expect somebody who, when they got older. So, but what I'm saying is at their heights, Bonds was still better than McGriff. Yeah. So if you're comparing a non-roided Bonds to a not, you know, to a regular McGriff who we assume didn't use, Bonds was still greater than him when he wasn't using. So that's the problem is if you make that argument, you're like, well, he he was still lesser than this guy that we're considering Hall of Fame who then ended up using roids and putting his numbers into a crazy stratosphere. So he's like right on the cusp. Like overall, I think that he should be in, but I can understand. No, I think he's going to fall just short, which sucks. Okay. It, it, but and it, he, overall, he ends up being a victim of having not used steroids. Like that's interesting. Because that's if an he interesting had used, take. yeah, there would be it would give him that little bit of a boost, right? That would be just enough to where he would probably. You know what's crazy in. too? Had he used, like, let's say he was at you know same sort of era where the league wasn't testing, so it wasn't even like yeah, like they were just turning a blind eye. So had he used and even just bumped his numbers a little bit, where it wasn't like holy shit, this guy's on yes. roids. Like he's just bumping a a little bit of his number. He. You're right. He probably would have been considered totally. He'd be in by now. Yeah, he definitely would be in. But I think he's going to end up falling short because of every, all of the things involved. So there are a bunch that that did get less than five percent of the vote this year, which means they are off the ballot now. Uh, Jorge Posada is one, um, which him. I'm totally fine with. You. <laughs> Fuck him. He's got his rings. He's fine. Don't care. Uh, Tim Wakefield is off the ballot. Edgar Renteria is off the ballot now. Jason Veritek. Is gone. Orlando Cabrera. Who else? Freddie Sanchez. Arthur Rhodes, my favorite closer in Reds history. Arthur Rhodes is off the ballot now. It was very his, tough. It was his first year, and he's <laughs> off the ballot. Well, the, the, it's very tough for closers because 
Unless you are, you know, Hoffman and Mariana Vera, who yeah. Hoffman set the record and the Mariana River broke it. Closers getting in, it's going to be very, very tough because they don't have much of a body of work. You spend, right. You, you, get you play one inning. 13 years and only pitch 1,000 innings. Right. When, you know, the starters and other guys you, are pitching yeah, you, four or five you times better be as much a as lockdown. that. Like, yeah, and that's what you have to be. So, I mean, Arthur Rhodes, he was a good good closer, great for a few years, but overall. That bulldog-looking son of a bitch. <laughs> I loved him. I, you know what? It's funny. I actually loved him when he was with Seattle. I thought he was, like, criminally underrated when he was yeah. with Seattle and the Orioles because he was always the setup guy. And then that's he became true. the closer in Seattle. And then he moved on to the Reds, and it wasn't until he like the end of his Seattle career we finally got that closers role. And at first, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, well, he's gonna be one of those guys who was a shutdown eighth inning guy, right? But couldn't quite hack it as a closer, and he was never really super dominant as a closer as you would think of a Rivera or Hoffman. But he was good enough. I mean, yeah. he was definitely one of the top closers whenever he, he was. He was really in there. solid. Yeah, like I felt good when Rhodes came in. I felt. Way better when Rhodes was in than when Cordero came into games for the Reds. <laughs> Rhodes was also a, one of those guys who always looked older than he was. I thought the dude was like 65 yeah, when he, he played for Cincinnati. He can, no, he consistently <laughs> looked like he was in his 40s from his entire career. I always was like, that dude's 40-something, He's and he's been pitching this entire time. <laughs> he looked, he looked bad. He had right, an so, old face. So let's talk about next year. Here's some of the Well, notable- before we go to next year, though, really quickly, do you have any thoughts on Pudge, who has the rumored steroids thing and, and played in that era, him being the second catcher, only only other catcher besides Jody Bench to get on their first ballot? Like, do Reds fans have any thoughts on that? Because I don't really think it's a huge deal on the surface where you're like, well, you know, guys are going to get in and eventually it's going to happen. But it happens with a guy who's like kind of suspected. And if I'm Johnny Bench, I'm like, damn, because we're assuming Johnny Bench didn't use. Right. We're making an assumption there. And it, for the most part, it's probably accurate that he didn't. But if I'm Johnny Bench, I'm a little bit like, damn, I mean, having that distinction for so long of being the, the only, only catcher, catcher yeah. who was a first ballot Hall of Famer was kind of like a badge of honor. So I think the only person. I don't know if Reds fans are pissed about that. I think or the what. only person who should be pissed about that is Johnny Bench. Like, okay. for yeah. anybody outside, it's like, who who gives a fuck? It's, it's an arbitrary, point, stupid yeah, thing. Yeah, it's to your point. What changes between this year and next year? So let's say Pudge gets in next year instead of this year. Right. Nothing changed. Who it doesn't. Cares? Like, it's just like, oh, we're we're only keeping him out because we want Johnny Bench to be the only. First ballot catcher. That's kind of dumb. Well, well I'm and glad you said that because it's kind of like the whole uh, Ohio State thing where they hold on to the fact that Archer Griffin's the only one to have won yeah. two Heisman's it's, while he's there. And I'm like, at some point, somebody's going to win right. two Heisman's in their career, but they hold on to it. They right. will actively root against guys who are coming back after yeah, they've won they a Heisman. Only won. They want yeah. him to be the only one. And I'm like, that's ludicrous. Like, who cares? Yeah, it's a, I, I have no problem with Pudge being a, a first well, ballot. Well, good for you. <laughs> I, I mean, it's. I feel like there's Reds fans out there, though, that I'm are sure there are. I'm sure there are. I'm. I think Reds fans should be more pissed that Pete isn't in the hall rather than Johnny Bench being. Yeah, now focus the, on the big picture. Right. <laughs> it's. It, it's not that big of a deal. All right. So next year we've got some some big names getting on the uh, getting on the ballot. You've got Johnny Damon, Chippa <laughs> Jones. <laughs> I was gonna say that for last, dude. Come no. On. All right. I wanted to say it like Chipper that. Jones, who's a guaranteed first ballot. No like doubt. He's, there's, I've, uh, he's going to crush it next year. He he might be, well, in the way this thing, 
the whole thing goes. He might be the only person that gets in somehow next year just because if everybody votes for him like they're assuming and then it'll be, you know, not everybody will because there's, there's two guys. Gonna be there's going to be two yeah. or three guys who are like, nah, fuck them. <laughs> not on your first year, Rook. Exactly. So that, But that's going to maybe potentially knock somebody else off. But I assume, let's just spitball here. It's like, well, Vlad was close. Hoffman was close. So you assume that those are the other two. Yeah. So it could potentially just be Chipper and the two of them moving on. Because I don't think there was anybody else who was near expiration, and the other people aren't necessarily close enough. Edgar Martinez was the next highest, and he was at like 58%. Well, and he got knocked off, right? That was his last year. No, he's, he's been on uh, – this was his eighth year. So oh, he's okay. got, he's I thought got you said he was more. knocked off. You just made a list of people and said he was one of the ones that fell off. No, not Edgar Martinez. Did uh. you hear uh, – who was it? Edgar Renteria? Is that who you heard got knocked off? I think I was you might have through? said Edgar Martinez, though, dude. Well, uh, That's what threw me off. I was like, oh, I didn't beer? think he did, but nope. okay. That's just beer talking then. We'll <laughs> or go we're going to go back and find out. And it's yeah. just like the uh, October beer <laughs> I thing. Like, I was completely I wrong. I like how you, you stifled it, though. For, <laughs> like Normally, you'd be like, you fucking dumbass. No, this time, <laughs> after after being embarrassed that time, I'm like, eh, let me dial it back just a little bit. Like, maybe, maybe you said I Martinez. you might have said Martinez. And, a, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. All you're Edgar's look alike. Like, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it was Renteria that got, it was his first year on the ballot, okay. and he's off. Um, Edgar Martinez is eight years on, and he's at like 58%. So you expect him to have a jump up next year, but, it but wouldn't he's be still enough. got a year. It, well, and it wouldn't be enough. Even if he jumped yeah. up 10, like some of those other guys that did made it this year, that's still short of the 75% needed. Right. So still short. he'd have to make a major jump. Yeah, definitely. With one year, and having one year left means he probably won't. Well, I, I mean, some of these guys had a, a Tim Raines jumped from sixty nine point eight up to eighty six. All right, so but it was his last year. It was his last year, right? So I think that's probably what we see. Although Bagwell's numbers jumped pretty high, seventy one point six up to eighty six point two. So he had a fifteen point jump. Yeah, but in context of where he's got to go from, he's going from seventy one. He needs seventy five. So even though the jump was high, you're, I'm just looking at the number. If if Edgar is at fifty five and he needs to get to seventy five, that fifty eight. He's at fifty eight. He's at fifty eight. Okay, so it's still even a fifteen point a, jump. Yeah, still I mean short. that's still yeah. a huge jump where these other guys. Well, are. and I think what hurts him is the class that's coming in next year. So besides, and that's, Chipper, that's what I was saying. Like yeah. the other guys are going to steal votes away from him potentially to where he yeah. can't make. As big of a job. Besides Chipper, here are some of the other names that are on this ballot. Omar Vizquel, who won't make it next year, but he's going to end up making it. Definitely should. Jim Tomey, who should make it next year, but may not. He may not make it first ballot. He's he's tough because he didn't do a lot outside of hitting home runs. Right. Defense wasn't a great, didn't run. So is he going to be uh, – and that's kind of the, the interesting point, that he could be the DH that, that breaks that wall. But I, that's but why I don't think he does a, it as a first-rounder. I think he's more of a first baseman. Though. Or first ballot. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's he played first base, whereas Edgar never played the field. Period. Right. <laughs> Edgar was strictly. So, I mean, I know Tomei was he swapped in between DH yeah. and then later in his career was strictly DH. Just DH. But yeah, I mean, he's got more of an argument because that's what it's keeping Edgar out is that he was strictly just DH. a DH. And yeah. A lot of guys are like, nope, can't vote for you because <laughs> all you did was hit. So, I mean. So so, what's worse, being super average to below average at fielding, <laughs> but hitting really well, or 
just not ever it. doing it because you were so bad and just hitting extremely well. Like that's what you're looking at. Well, and like, that's uh, was it really that you were that bad, or was it just that you had a first baseman who was that no, much better? It, you Edgar know? was that bad. Like that I, was I why they was... didn't put him there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, if they could have found a way to have another hitter there, they would have. But a lot of times Seattle was trotting out just whatever at first. And they had John Olerud, who was really good at hitting, but he's also he was defense defensive yeah. guy. So yeah, during his during Edgar's heyday, that's who took that spot. Uh Andrew Jones is gonna be on the ballot next year. Who's also good but not great. Like I, I as much as I love Andrew, I don't think he's Hall of Fame because he fell off at the end of his career. And once you take he... away the defensive thing, there was too many years where he didn't hit shit. Yeah. And he was just a swing for the fences, fences strike out a lot guy. Like, I like that. That's my style player. No, I hate that. <laughs> You've got to be well-rounded, man. And it, that's what used to frustrate me about Andrew was that he would bat 250 and, you know, he'd hit 30, to think, but he'd strike out a ton. And his defense was awesome. I mean, he won 10 consecutive See, gold gloves. That's the tough part for me. It's not weighted enough. To, like, defensive I don't have a problem with are, defensive skills. They're overlooked. Taken, but you have to, it has to be part of the whole package. That's the problem. It can't be the package. That's where Omar will suffer, where his offense wasn't that great. He was just, you know, he was serviceable offensively. He was good, not great. But his defense was lights out. And you're like, oh, he was the second coming of Ozzy. And, but it's not weighted. It's like right. that's the second thing you look at when you're talking about a Hall of Fame. No, I agree. But I think there's too much weight put on the offensive side of things. And they really need to I look don't disagree. more. And I think the hard part is you just can't. There's no way to really weight defensive stats other than just like, hey, that guy was good. Or well, like, yeah, and the gold oh, glove was, numbers. Right. I mean, that, that's all you can go by, but I mean, it, that's, that's not, tough because, again, because it's arbitrary. relative. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, but everybody else sucked at that time. So, yeah. but I, Andrew was really good. He, he wasn't, was, he just, was amazing. Yeah. You could have thrown him in just about any era when he, maybe not when Willie Mays was playing and he would have won yeah. the gold glove in center field just about every that's year. That's true. So, there's not a, a year in those 10 years where you could throw him in any other generation and say, oh, well, he wouldn't have won it because this guy. Right. He was that good defensively. He was he was amazing. That's why I think he should be in. <laughs> you know what's funny is my brother used to bitch so much about Andrew Jones. He used to say, oh, the reason he's got to dive is because he's not good at defense. Like that's why he's diving. So he was, his <laughs> argument was like he 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 wasn't getting to harder. the balls. Yeah, he wasn't getting the net. He he liked to he 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 was slow to get there. So he was like, which was wrong. <laughs> but it actually, it, I actually use the same argument, and it was true for my argument was that Jim Edmonds, because Jim Edmonds played at the same time as Andrew. Yeah, and I, people used to be like, oh my god, about Jim Edmonds' defense, and. If you watched him, Edmonds, the reason – now, he did, and I don't want to shortchange him on some of the catches he made because some of them were amazing. But there was a lot of times that the reasons Jim Edmonds had to dive is because he was slow. He wasn't there. Yeah. He wasn't getting yeah. there fast enough. Whereas Andrew – if Andrew dove, it was because that was the last resort. Like, he was – Fast. He had speed. Dude was crazy fast. Yes, and he was. It was legit when he dove. Yeah. And Edmonds, I always thought was so overrated because it was like, well, he's slow, and I don't want to bring race into it, but <laughs> there's a reason that Andrew Jones was fast and Jim Edmonds was not as fleet of foot. Two good center fielders. <laughs> But is it is it because Andrew Jones wore the Popeyes helmet at times? Could that be why? No, I hope that he didn't ever wear the Popeyes helmet. 
that would make me eliminate him from Hall of Fame for sure. Damn it, Jerry. All right, here's a couple other names. A couple other names on the ballot next year. Scott Rowland, uh, who played for the Cardinals and then the Reds, was a force in the Reds. Uh, clubhouse. I don't know if. Uh, I mean, he's definitely not getting in next year. He's not. He's another borderline guy. I don't know like, if he gets in at all, but injuries, I think he'll be close. Injuries really fuck him because he was. We want to talk about somebody else who's really good defensively and then could really hit. He would usually put them both together, and I think he was underrated because because of Chipper. I mean, Chipper yeah. kind of overshadowed him a lot. And the funny part is, Chipper was never great defensively. He well, was good. The, the crazy thing was, he never like. Scott Rowland was supposed to be the guy that like helped the Reds get over the hump in the postseason because he was the leader in the clubhouse. He was the old man. And then he just shit the bed in the playoffs every time the Reds got there. So it's, are you really that great if you can't perform when it matters? That was the argument with Barry Bonds for so long because he would get to right. the playoffs and just suck ass. Yeah. <laughs> Two pitchers uh, going on the, the ballot next year, Kerry Wood and Chris Carpenter. And I just want to know, how is Chris Carpenter going to explain to his kids that he didn't make it into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> fucking asshole. I hate you, Chris Carpenter. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of hating Chris Carpenter, let's let the hate flow. Let's get our Palpatine on here for a second and just let the hatred flow. I'm all in. <laughs> you don't have to convince me. So we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Teams that you just hate, teams that you love to see lose. And, Scott, I think we heard one of your teams uh, earlier in this episode. I believe I gave a power ranking <laughs> for the NFL. <laughs> it went Cowboys, <laughs> Patriots, Seahawks. So my question to you, then, is, is your hatred of the Cowboys stronger than your love of the 49ers? No, but only slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking when I say that it, it, it's, it comes close. And sometimes I even ask myself, like, man, you know, do do you like watching them lose more than you like? And and it, what what happens is, and the reason I question myself is because there's this has been this long stretch. And if you take out the horrible years, it's a very long stretch where the 49ers have just sucked. So there isn't yeah. much to root for <laughs> them winning and not have any. You forget what it feels like when they're good. But, man, those Harbaugh years reminded me that, no, I definitely love the 49ers winning and that thrill of them getting there so much greater. Like, I care so much less. Plus, them succeeding means that nobody else is, right? Like, I, I'm not true. worried about what everybody else is doing if the 49ers are doing. So my team's winning definitely trumps <laughs> all, <laughs> all other teams you know losing but at the same time it's 1b if, if my team's winning or 1a then the teams i hate losing is 1b so it's like <laughs> well the 49ers are out all right well i need to make sure all my enemies <laughs> also aren't celebrating so you know with the niners being eliminated this year by about week eight that meant my sole focus was don't care what happens the rest of this year Shooting for the number one pick and making sure the Cowboys <laughs> and Patriots don't win. Oh shit! Well, you're halfway there, man. You're <laughs> well. It's about as all as I can hope for right now. <laughs> you know, Patriots. when we started talking about this earlier this week, I I tr I tried to figure out a team that I just hated, and I think the closest I come is Ohio State because I do like to see them lose, but I can't say that I necessarily hate them. I just really. 
I really enjoy seeing them lose. Well, this goes back to our question and Tyson asked a few weeks ago about what's the problem with Tom Brady or why do you hate Tom yeah. Brady so much? And this this ties all in. And when I was driving here to do this tonight, I thought to myself that a lot of times, in, in this case especially, because this goes for the Yankees as well, it has nothing to do with the team the, itself. The team itself kind of is whatever. It ends up being that I hate the fans, the fans. so yeah, much. Absolutely. And every we've talked about it a billion times. Every f- team has shitty fans, and every team has fans that are insufferable. But the Yankees, oh, the yeah. Lakers, the Cowboys. So the fans of those Notre Dame. Per, yeah, well, dude, all right, come on, man, <laughs> relax a little they, bit. Let's they, back I, it up I, here. Okay, but Notre Dame's all on this, but it, 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 they're all the thing about the. They have these fans that have this entitlement, and they have this, you know, oh, we're we're holier than that. Even when they haven't done shit, like Yankees fans now haven't accomplished, haven't won a World Series in seven years, and it's like, oh, that's such a drought, and we're like, oh man, when are we gonna get back? And uh, if I had seen Notre Dame win a championship seven years ago, do you that know how been my, amazing, right? And you probably would have been like, I don't even, I don't care about a lot of this. Like, yeah, I still want to see him win, but. Uh, the same thing for most fans. They yeah. like they just want that one. That's think all about Royals fans who won that World Series two years ago. Do you think they give a fuck that they didn't make the playoffs That's this year? Good point. Nope. No. They're... Like they don't care. And Cubs fans, you know what? They they just bought themselves a whole lot of like they're gonna be disappointed if they say... if they blow this window where they've got this great team and all this structure of these but even guys, even if they just make playoff runs man i'm telling you even if they miss the playoffs a few years it won't fucking well, but, matter. but i'm saying like because even if they make a playoff run like let's say they make it to the nlcs and that's as far as they get they're still gonna be happy they well, yeah, they sold saying, out really for 108 years without the championship <laughs> right but even if next year they fall flat on their face and for some inexplicable reason and it's not gonna happen they're gonna be good unless there's injuries but yeah but if some for inexplicable reason they fall like Cubs fans are like, well, we won last year, though. I mean, okay, take that for granted. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Yankees fans and Cowboys fans, Cowboys fans haven't done shit in like twenty years and still act like you know what the f- one they don't want to they, they won't let you forget about that's true twenty years ago and two they still act like you know they they're, they're the, the shit like they like like the Patriots as much as they annoy me. At I don't. The Patriots. They win. The, the yeah. The Patriots fans. I don't have a problem with one because I don't really know too many of them. Yeah. But two, like it's like, well, what what can I really say to the Patriots fans right. when they are they're doing it and they're doing it now? It's not twenty years ago. Yeah. Cowboys no, fans you're right. always yeah. want to live in the past. Dim boys fans. Uh, dim boys. I love started. I do love the fact that like Cowboys fans got super cocky this year. Like oh, it doesn't take anything and they were, for them to do that. Yeah, they Nothing. were. I mean, I know they've always been kind of cocky. It's like, we're America's team. But, like, this no. year, whew, I saw so many posts on Facebook uh. where I was like, you're a Cowboys fan? I didn't know you right, were a Cowboys fan. Right, Where'd I saw more from? females this year, too. Oh, yeah. That were Cowboys Which fans. is surprising because I thought they'd be all about Tony Romo. But, nope, no. it took Romo getting knocked out. And I did have this and conversation Dakota. with <laughs> I did have this conversation with somebody else about uh, the fact that, in obviously, you living in Ohio your whole life. There's this ancillary effect of this year's team, and it also helped that they were good, but, oh, they have Ezekiel Elliott, and he went to Ohio State, and so I'm going to support my boy from Ohio State, and that's what's always bothered me about college fans, because they want to 
transfer that love onto some team. But then when it becomes like, oh, well, I'm a, a Cowboys fan in super air quotes. <laughs> and you get more of these people just like, well, I'm really just, you know, an Elliot fan. But, hey, you know, go Cowboys. So that's the Ohio worst State, part for you. Is you're like you're like me. Ohio State fans tend to drive you a little crazy. And then well, when, and I lived in the, in the same then, house and grew up with a brother who was an Ohio State fan right. and a Cowboys fan. So, so double threat. Well, there. so this year when Ohio State fans are now just like, we them boys. It's like you motherfucker. No, right? you ain't them boys. You never cared about the NFL, and all of a sudden, <laughs> and they also pick and choose when they want to support that guy because. You know, ain't nobody rider and dying for Craig Krenzel when he was with the Bears. <laughs> there weren't there wasn't an influx of Bears fans, but oh, conveniently, it's America's team, and they right. they you know they They're were in position good. to be good. Yeah. That oh well, I'm supporting my guy. <laughs> uh, fuck out of here with that shit. Well, Ken Fong on Facebook said Ohio State. He's a diehard Michigan fan, so that one does not surprise me at all. I think maybe that's my problem is my teams don't have like I. I'm a newly converted Bengals fan, fairly recent. I I just hadn't cared about the NFL for so long and then became a Bengals fan. So I don't have this like deep-seated hatred for Pittsburgh like most Bengals fans do. I guess in baseball, I kind of hate the Cardinals, but I'm also resigned to the fact that the Reds just aren't that good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm okay with It's like, yeah, fuck them because they're assholes, but whatever, I can't. <laughs> I can't be jealous. I'm just jealous. I'm not. I don't hate them. I'm jealous. Is I guess where I'm at with the Cardinals. Which more fans would be better off if they just admitted that? Yeah, I just can, and jealous. I can admit yeah. that that I'm like jealous of other teams, but I also hate them for reasons, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly the fans, right? But I and I think for the fact that Notre Dame's biggest rival is USC, I don't. At this point, I don't hate USC. I hated Pete Carroll. I didn't hate USC. I hated Pete Carroll. I hated Reggie Bush. I hated fucking Matt Leinart. And I hated that Bush-Bush game. But I don't hate USC technically as a whole. I laugh when they lose. But that also hurts Notre Dame. And that's the craziest part to me, especially as a college football fan, to hate somebody else and like actively cheer for them to lose that you play year in and year out, right. that hurts your strength in pro sports, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, Right. And, yeah, in pro sports, it's like, yeah, fuck those assholes. Exactly. I hope they lose every game. But Yankees in, are in a completely different league. And I, yeah. if they went 0-162, it would be the best year ever. <laughs> but like as a college football fan, you got to you gotta kind of cheer for your rival to be good so that it makes your win over them look I was going to say, at least until when you play them. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, it's... It's kind of like cheering for high school teams. You got to cheer. You got to up your strength of schedule. So I think maybe that's where I'm coming from as a fan. Tyson said uh, he hates the Packers because he's from Chicago. Solid reasoning. Deep, deep seated hatred there. But I do hate the Packers because, again, same reason. Packers fans in the early, the Brett Favre years were insufferable. They were pretty rough. He also, Tyson also hates the uh, Red Wings and the St. Louis Blues because of the same reason. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, my buddy Spielman, uh, another Ohio State hater, says, like we've been talking about, their fans are assholes. Every single one of them. He says he's <laughs> not pulling ponchos. And then uh, he says Notre Dame and quotes Dana Jacobson with the infamous fuck Jesus when she got drunk at the old uh, ESPN banquet. So Shit. there's that. I mean, I what are you going to say to that one? Can't can't, can't really, really argue with facts. <laughs> uh, John Hicks, Detroit John, who love this one, burned me. He hates NWO White 
because when he was young, they were just a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> and they were. That was why I liked them. We, we talked about this. I, I love me some heels. Yeah, dude. Loved me yeah. some heels. So NWO, but both black and white and red and white, or black I, were I good. Did, I would prefer NWO red over NWO white. Well, I did too. I, I gravitated towards red. But when it first started, the idea of the NWO in general before the split of the NWO itself. Yeah. When it was just the NWO and there was no white black. I mean, I, I was all on board with NWO. <laughs> and they were the... They were the heels. They were the assholes then, too. <laughs> John also said that he hates people that don't vote. So fucking get your shit together, people. Right? Go vote. That's very poignant especially on a day in, like today. Yeah, especially in the midterms next year go or uh, next election. Go or vote how about any time that your country calls on you every November? Yeah, vote. please do that, too. Just vote. Just vote! <laughs> don't be a person <laughs> that John hates. Uh, Alex Villeneuve, former guest of the show, said he hates deplorables. And the New England deplorables. <laughs> I'm guessing he means Patriots fans. Uh, yep, I think so. Uh, here's one. Joanne says Schittsburg. Uh, she's a, a Bengals fan. Here's what I dislike when people hate certain teams. I hate when they come up with the nicknames for the team. Schittsburg. Like, <laughs> Schittsburg or the Squealers. Like that <laughs> drives me fucking crazy. I I understand hating a team. I'm uh, Hate away, do what you got to do, but like, oh yeah, fucking rapist burger. Like, don't come up with dumb nicknames for the <laughs> team and the players. Like, just fucking hate somebody and say you hate them. I hate that. The I hate people hating on a team by coming up with a dumb nickname. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I you know, <laughs> we we all have our reasons for why we hate. What we hate. I mean, it generally boils down to the people associated with the team. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like my angst towards like the Derek Jeter and Tom Brady's of the world would be so much less if the people who dick rode them weren't <laughs> who as caped a- for them. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it weren't as annoying. Like, I mean, that it's plain and simple. I mean, I could respect their greatness as was without everybody just being all over them. Yeah. And, Putting it on another level. You're just like, Jesus. <laughs> Do you have any more from Facebook before we check the voicemails? Uh, I think there were, but n- nobody that really blew us away. So All right. Step your, well, let's, step your Facebook game up, people. Let's check the voicemails because we did have some voicemail responses to this. As always, you can call us anytime, 440-37-DRUNK. Hit us up with rants, whatever you want to do. Uh, but we asked this question and on you, Facebook. We don't need to post a topic for you to call. No, just, call, just call call whenever. Whatever you want to call talk about. Call on a Tuesday night when you we'll, drink too much. Yeah, we'll put it on uh, on the show. So this is the first response to this question, who do you hate? Uh, and this one came through to the voicemail. Yeah, hey, uh, this is a first-time caller here. Uh, got to notice that you want the team you hate the most. Uh, I got to say the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. I probably hate them as bad as I hate the Dallas Cowboys. As a matter of fact, when they played together, I thought it'd be the ideal time for a terrorist attack. Could have wiped them both out. Uh, any Pittsburgh fans out there that have anything to say? Uh, screw you. I hate you. I'm a hater. I'm a proud hater. And I'll always be a hater. 1A, Dallas Cowboys hate you too. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Bye. Fantastic call. 
That was my dad, everybody. That was Pops. He Happy Father's it. Day. <laughs> Happy early Father's Day for that call. That and was my awesome. dad's on some sort of watch list after that call. <laughs> Might be, but totally worth it. I cannot deny that I've had the same thoughts. And Patriots, Cowboys, Super Bowl, I'm telling you right now. ISIS. <laughs> That'd I be the day. Know, I want to know how hard it was for my dad to hold back saying the F word there. You're like, he wanted to so bad where he was like, and Steelers fans, uh, fuck you. That's what he wanted to say so bad, but he held back and came up with the screw you. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's who my dad hates. You know what? Respect for my dad for not coming up with gay nicknames for either of the teams. He mad, hates the Steelers. Respect. He hates the Cowboys. He doesn't hate... The cowgirls or the Schittsburg squealers. In my defense, though, they are the cowgirls. <laughs> I don't think I've ever referred to them like that on the show, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, this next voicemail that we got through, this one came from Gary in Philadelphia. Enjoy. Okay, I told you I could fill up three minutes, so I got cut off the first time, so I'm going to go quick this time. My list of hated teams, West Virginia, Notre Dame, Duke, Mostly uh, because of all the winning, I'll be honest. And most recently, because of a little bitch that fucking trips people and somebody <laughs> should beat the hell out of Fuck um, him. Ohio State, goddamn, could you be more cocky of a fan base? Seriously. The, the safety school of the Midwest, freaking get off your high horse, Urban Meyer. You're not winning shit again. You caught Alabama off guard one fucking year. Alabama, dumb. Every time I hear the fucking phrase roll tide i want to punch somebody in the face it is just ridiculous the golden state warriors i played tougher basketball when i fucking played in cyo you touch those bitches and they <laughs> whine about being fouled now i'm a huge lebron james fan and i'll admit dude dude flops sometimes but dude's also built like a fucking truck you freaking touch Steph curry and they're whining about Oh, they played us tough. Freaking grow bitches. You play in the NBA. <laughs> and last but not least, the one that will get me the most pissed off, every team in the fucking NFC East, starting with the Redskins, up to the Giants, finishing with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have the most ridiculous fan base ever. They haven't won a fucking thing in t over 20 years. They call Philadelphia fans scumbags angry. You know what? If you come to Lincoln Financial Field in your Cowboys jersey, your Giants jersey, your Redskins jersey, you stand up, you call us low class, you say we're the worst fans, guess what? You're probably going to get your fucking ass beat. And you know what? You come into our house, you deserve to get your ass beat. I don't want to hear shit about Santa Claus. Maybe Santa Claus was being a bitch and deserved <laughs> to get pelted by Stillball. So I'm not a homer. I freaking have respect. I will root for the Cubs. I will root for... Shit, I'll root for the Bengals. They're no fucking threat to me. I, I, I like seeing curses ended. I like being a part of all sports. It's, it's great. But I got to tell you, man, I am so sick and tired of hearing Philadelphia has the worst fans ever. No, Dallas has the worst fans ever. All I have to do Second is say Jerry Jones around here, or better yet, Chris Christie, you fat motherfucker, talking about how <laughs> we're such sad fans and we're angry people. Kiss my fucking ass. Wear your freaking Cowboys jersey to Lincoln Financial Field. You get what's coming to you. Grow the fuck up. That's all I got to say. Mic drop. <laughs> I, I'm with him on most of that, but I will say, fuck the Phillies. Phillies fans suck a dick. Oh, man. So, 
We he didn't address that. He he ran through everything and thought nobody noticed the fact that uh, he didn't mention anything about the Phillies. But I'm gonna tell you, as an Atlanta Braves fan, the Phillies fans are some bitches. All right, so we know that Jim goes after me pretty hard on this show. That's uh, fine. If he, I think if he you wants may to have come just, at me. I come think at you me, may bro. have just released the demon there. So That's Gary. Fine. <laughs> Them Jim Tomei years in Philadelphia is why he ain't going to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I said it. And now that I think about it, Kurt Schilling, that bitch don't deserve anything. If anything, it'd be from his Arizona years. All his Philadelphia years were wasted. Is that why you hate Pete Rose, too? Because he spent time in Philly? Nah, I don't think about that. Pete Rose is strictly off the field shenanigans. Oh, shit. This has been Teams You Hate. Uh, God damn, that was fun. I... I loved listening to Gary Rant. He so he filled up a three minute voicemail before this one. Had to call back. <laughs> Called back to finish the teams that he hated. But in his first voicemail, he talked about hating West Virginia because a bunch of the douchebags from his school went to West Virginia. That's why he hated them. And then Notre Dame, he hates them because he went to a Catholic. He went all through Catholic schools, grade school and high school, and everybody was just riding Notre Dame because well, greatest Catholic. University, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Notre Dame fans, though. that And that's my problem with Notre Dame fans, present company excluded. Thank you. A Appreciate lot of that. them end up pulling two cards. One, well, I'm Catholic. I'm Irish. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> funny enough, the Irish thing, I don't even get that often. Like, I've never really heard anybody use that as a reason. It's always, well, I'm Catholic, so, yeah, you know, so I, I got to rock like, like, that's the only Catholic school in the country. Right, right. And the whole, um, you know, well... Somebody twice removed went there in, in <laughs> you know forty years ago, and it's like, well, okay, that's a real loose reason. Yeah. Like, seems real convenient. Like, my brother's uncle's neighbor went to Notre Dame <laughs> back when Rudy played, and so yeah, man, I've just always been a fan. I'm like, that's that's real loose, but yeah, the, the Catholic thing always gets me. Like. There's Catholic schools all over the country. Right. Don't use that as the reason why you picked the one. Yeah. Well, it's just the most famous Catholic school. I think that's the the thing. That's fine. It's the most Catholic Catholic school. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're super Catholic. (laughs) The other ones, they're just Catholic. Like, the other ones are like, yeah, we're Catholic, but this one's like, hey, we're going to sweep shit under the rug, just like the church does. We're going (laughs) to. Hey, I got a question for you. The, yeah, man. On, while we're on the subject, so did you ever? Maybe, maybe we talked about this, and it might might have been like forever go off the podcast. I'm not sure. But did you ever like try to get into Notre Dame? Okay, I did. Um, we did not. I don't think we talked about this. So I applied for early admission to Notre Dame, and I was waitlisted. And that's when I was like, "Oh, I should probably apply to another school." Okay. So it, let's let's take the story one step back, and this is where the family shame comes in. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I, my dad lined up uh, lunch for me to sit down with Denise DeBartlow York and said, <laughs> he said, listen, there's a DeBartlow Hall at Notre Dame. They, they are huge contributors in Notre Dame. You go to lunch with her. You impress her. She'll write you a letter. You're going to go to Notre Dame. And as an 18-year-old senior in high school, I was like, dad, I want to do it myself. 
I know I got good grades. I had good ACT scores. I, I can got fucking do this myself. I want to know that it was I got in because of me. I did it my way. Yeah, and yeah, you, you know you what happened? Way, all right. You know what happened? I applied <laughs> for that uh, early admission, got waitlisted, and was like, "Oh shit, I should look for somewhere else." And then they ended up denying me. They outright denied me, uh, and that's how I ended up at Xavier. But you yeah, that was had I gone to lunch, and it was literally like I was like, "Tell her, tell her, don't worry about it. I got it." I will say that I applaud you. For not going to lunch with the York. Because <laughs> that family can suck a dick. And two, I also will say, th- see, that's that's where I applaud you for your fandom. Because, and the same thing with my brother. When we were younger, my brother always said, I'm going to Ohio State. Going to Ohio State. Like, I it was super Ohio State fan. Jesus. It's and, cool, man. Great free sculpting. And, you know. He ended up going there and, you know, graduated, and he's an Ohio State alum. Okay, great. Yeah. But he went there and he tried. What drives me nuts when it comes to, like, college fans, like, being sports fans, we've talked about this on the show. You can root for whoever you want. But when it comes to being a college fan where you actually have the opportunity to to at least attend, attend, like, an attempt to attend. Right. Like, if you tell me – you know, and like in your case, well, I tried and I wanted to do it my own. Oh, it didn't work out. Whatever. Fine. Everybody gets denied at some point in their life with something. And, you know, you didn't, you only have so much control over that. But you gave it the shot. Drives me nuts when college fans are like, well, I'm a fan of such and such a school. And it's like, well, did you ever even attempt to go there? Oh, oh no. You know, yeah. I, I just I love the colors or yeah. I love such and such. And it's like, man, you know what? It's one thing to be a fan right. of a sports team for X reason, and I don't give a shit why you're a fan of a, a professional sports team. Like you can have generally whatever reason because I've got mine, and yeah. I'm not, you know, here to judge anybody on that. But with college, man, if you didn't even just like send your resume and you know <laughs> fill out the application, like I'm judging you. It only costs thirty five dollars to to send in the application. Yeah, and if you're that big of a fan, it's the least you can right. do to say, hey, I like I tried. Yeah. Like, even if you had no intentions of going there, even if you're just, like, just on principle, like... Well, and that was the hardest part for me was, like, if I got accepted, I, I probably wouldn't have even been able to go. Right. It's so it, fucking expensive. Exactly. So I still wouldn't have been able to go. But, but you would have been like, hey, I got accepted yeah. to the school that I call myself a super fan of. And right. That's that's perfectly fine. But instead, like, it's, I, I, I tried to be cool and <laughs> fucked up everything. <laughs> well, no, life worked out how it's it supposed to. And that's fine. But I, I totally understand, <laughs> like, if... You know, if I was a super Stanford fan and living, you know, in Toledo, Ohio, about zero chance that I was going to go to Stanford right. no matter what happened. But you're but still going to apply. I was going to say, yeah. I would have applied. I would have made the effort if I yeah. called myself such a fan of the program <laughs> and the school and all that. Like, just for shits and giggles. Just to say, yeah, I did that. Just like, a, my dad. So my dad had applied to Notre Dame and got in. And still has his acceptance letter framed. Bingo. There it is. And it, he I never even, went. He went to Washington uh, University in St. Louis. Because but, it was more practical, I'm right. sure. Yeah. And, and that that's perfectly fine. But I, I would even say I got a rejection letter. But like, hey, I framed this rejection letter <laughs> just to let everybody know that <laughs> I did what I could. I did everything I could you know to get who into did that? school. Who? You know who framed his rejection letter to Notre Dame? You. Boyle. Oh, shit. <laughs> Boyle, my man. That's what I'm talking about. Killing it, Boyle. Exactly. And he he's a like, fan. He came in at lunch in high school, and he was like, I put my rejection letter on the fridge. <laughs> Fuck it. That's what I'm talking about, though. That That's a true fan right yeah. there. It's Hell like, yeah. hey, I tried. And if you don't get yeah. in, again, there's only you so much d- you, you can do. You did what you can do. Yeah, right? exactly. 
Speaking of doing what you can do, um, I can jinx some fucking teams. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> so let's talk Early about... contender for understatement of the year 2017. Yeah. Let's talk about some Miss Cleo picks from last week. Let's. So last week, <laughs> I detailed out for everybody what needed to happen for me to tie Miss Cleo's picks. I needed to win all of my games... You needed to lose all of your games. What up? What up? <laughs> then what we up? had to go to uh, the championship games, uh, the AFC and NFC championship games. I had to win both of those. You had to lose both of those. And then stop laying it all out there. You fucked up last week. I won both of mine. And you won let's both not even of keep going. <laughs> you won both of yours. And then on top of that, even worse. I picked the Cowboys over the Packers and lost. <laughs> that <game>. Stupid idiot. <laughs> So you won both of your games. I went one and one. So standings as they end. This is it. This is the I cannot catch up. It's officially over. Miss Cleo picks are done. Uh, I am the champion, <laughs> my friend. Uh, I'm going to have to read a, a message that you're going to oh, put yes. up on Craigslist for me. So final standings, Scott ended up. 22 and 10 on the year. That's fucking impressive, man. That's really that's really good. Um I'd I'd be interested to see how you would do with the spread cuz if you had Oh, that dude, kind of I, record, I suck so much ass picking against the spread. That's the funny part cuz all the times I've ever picked NFL games against the spread and I mean obviously we didn't do that so there's no context, but when I've done it with my friends or in these off you know, shows type settings. I've done horribly. Like yeah. just gotten my ass kicked. I hate picking against the spread. I am very good at picking just straight, straight up, up winner, winner heads up. You know, I've never had a problem with that. But as soon as you throw the spread in there, that complicates everything. And I start overthinking things. And next thing you know, I'm picking all these. I like easily go. zero and four in a I week. I think that was my problem was I was overthinking things. Cause I was like, I got to catch up. I got to catch up. Well, so at some point, really... you definitely were. Like, I think at the beginning of the season, you know, everything was fine. And, you know, we never, I never got that much of a lead. But then at some point, you were definitely trying to play catch up. Yeah. And, you know. It, you know what did it? Here's what did it. When, when <laughs> as much I, shit as I talked, though, I never thought that you picked anything that was super insane. I didn't go I like, crazy. Yeah, right? I never, you never picked like, anything that I was like, man, what a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just had horrible luck. And, I, I mean, with horrible luck, I went 500. I went yeah. 16 and 16, which isn't Some people bad. actually killed it in that man, Yeah, that's that, not, that good. That's not terrible. I just had some really fucking, and I picked some games that... There's no way I should have lost. That's right. some fucking horse shit. But I did. I lost them, and, you know, what are you going to do? There's definitely like, some games that you picked that I remember thinking, wow, he lost that one? <laughs> that really sucks. <laughs> I would have totally picked the team he picked. <laughs> oh, well, fuck him. Yeah, I got, I got <laughs> fucked pretty good there's this a, year. There's a bet to win at stake, so. <laughs> and speaking of that bet, uh, Scott has... Put together. Is this the final draft or is this? This is the final draft. So this is the final. This has draft. been tweaked a couple times. <laughs> How many times did you tweak this? Eh, I went in a couple times just because I. We talked about it last week. I. I really wasn't sure. I had to look at other ones, and then I'm like, <laughs> "Is this too much? Is this too far? I don't want people to think that I'm any type of you know homophobe. I mean, for lack of a better term, right, like it's right. like I don't want anybody to think that I I have anything against gay people, but. We're writing this, and so I was like, 
I need to temper it, but I also want to make it funny, and I also want to make it, you know, worthwhile having won the bet. <laughs> so it, it was like two or three times that I did this. So we'll play the Miss Cleo music for this. Uh, this is uh, for everybody out there. This is my first time seeing this. Scott literally just texted this to me. So let's see. This is what we have to put up on Craigslist, and I have to respond to we, twenty. This is what you have to put up on. Craigslist. I have to put up with on a, Craigslist with a, a fake email, not fake not email. email. Yep, no pictures. So this is this is what will be going on Craigslist, and I have to respond to twenty. Right, twenty messages. Yes, that was oh, the thing. And you have to read the how, best. Ones. How sad is it going to be when I don't get any reply? <laughs> like I don't get up to twenty. That actually might be the <laughs> icing and the cherry on top of this cake. <laughs> You don't get any replies of like, man, you sucked at pics. <laughs> you couldn't even, even with a fake profile, couldn't even get any dudes to reply to you. All right. So here's here's what I have to put up on Craigslist. Seeking guys with hot asses who enjoy, <laughs> who enjoy a good old-fashioned hard time and wet sloppy blowjobs. All right. Thank you for that one. Must have a great ass, but don't necessarily need to be in the greatest shape. <laughs> I'm not as vain as some of my counterparts. Pause for a moment. Dude, <laughs> these descriptions on there all said, like, oh, gotta have a hot ass. <laughs> Got, you know, ass has to be in shape. And I'm just like, man, there's like a lot of emphases, which I guess I get, <laughs> given the context. But I wanted to make sure that you distinguished yourself and separated yourself <laughs> from them. So I threw in so the. Basically. I don't really have standards. Right. <laughs> yes. I, I like a hot ass, but I'll take what I can get. Uh, Continue. Just looking to sniff, kiss, and tongue out every inch of you and lick on your balls to completion. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, that's that's going out into the internet. Uh, <laughs> available during the waking hours, but prefer a night rendezvous Monday through Saturday, preferably Sundays are for rest. Waking Sunday. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> Sundays are the Lord's day. <laughs> right. Right. After all of this, hey, <laughs> on Sunday, I I got to go to church, bro. <laughs> Please respond with pics. Oh, you fucking asshole. Well, hey, I figured if you're not putting pics out there, you need to be receiving pics. And the, you know, listeners aren't going to ever see them. So it's just for oh my you God. and I. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Well, just, you know, in general, like, oh, here's the pictures. we. <laughs> Please respond with pics, stats, including age for consideration. Thank you for not putting me on the pedophile list. Oh, I've been like, no. need to have... Need to be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That, I think I did a pretty good job. That's a damn good. It's uh, a damn good ad that you <laughs> tongue your balls to completion. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you though, you, if if anybody's sitting there thinking, "Oh my god, like that's so harsh," or that. Go on Craigslist and peruse the, the the men seeking men category, and I can only imagine what the men seeking women category is like too. Probably way worse. Oh no! I because based on what I saw from the men seeking men, there's no doubt. Like people just put stuff on there and like, damn! Like you expect somebody to respond to this and be like, yeah, I'm down. Like <sighs> it, it. Can I? Can I put this in an area outside of Cincinnati? Can I? Because you can like. 
say where you're at with Craigslist? Uh, Can I do an area outside of, of our home base? Sure. All right. Good. That's fine. I mean, because it, and it doesn't really matter. Because it's the you same. I'm not going to meet up with people. Well, <laughs> that is, you weren't going to. You're not going to put a picture, and it's not a real email, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I guess where you place it. I mean, you could put it. In fact, I believe that maybe you should put it in Atlanta or San Francisco. Oh, great! Thank you for that. Yes. Appreciate yes. that one, Scott. Okay, well, <laughs> well, bonus for you. Oh, God damn it! So that's. What I have to do. Uh, Miss Cleo picks for this week just for fun. Uh, Packers or Falcons? Who you got? Man, I've debated. This is the one that I just, I'm like, I've gone back and forth so many times. And I hate to do this. But I'm going to go with Atlanta at home. Watching that, that Green Bay secondary is atrocious. It's bad. And that was against a rookie QB who I thought they maybe through with a little bit too much. I thought actually they should have relied more on the ground game with the Cowboys and it might not have affected them as late. But when they threw it, it was easy target practice. Yeah. And so I'm thinking with the number one offense in the league, Julio Jones against, I couldn't name you anybody in that Packers backfield. And and they, they were trotting out guys like us. I mean, they're on their fourth and fifth cornerbacks and safeties. <laughs> I, I got to believe that Atlanta finds a way. And, I mean, Vic Beasley came on this year as far as rushing the passer, so they'll have just enough to get – this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think Absolutely. Atlanta. I think Atlanta wins, and there's no way that they're going to shut down Green Bay, but Atlanta's going to win something stupid like 42 to 35. So I'm going to do this uh, just because Tyson called this out. There's something about this Packers team this year. They, the uh, fact, yeah, and that's – The that's, fact that Rodgers completed that catch on that last drive against Dallas, like – Oh, there's they have something, all the makings of those Giants teams. There's that something the storybook. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to go with the Packers over the Falcons this week. But that's for the jinx for that's Tyson, That's for right? the jinx for Tyson. Well, you, now that you said it, it fucked it up. <laughs> Tyson, it's Scott's <laughs> fault if the Packers win now. But yeah, Packers over the Falcons just because they're the team of destiny. You got a score? Uh, yeah, it's going to be 212 to 211. All right, that was the Tyson, Thor- <laughs> Tyson Thor- <laughs> score for you, too. Yeah, uh, Patriots-Steelers, who you got? Patriots. Yeah, me too. And for a very similar reason that I just think that the Patriots have just enough, a little bit more. They're at home, and the Steelers, they're banged up. (laughs) They're banged up, and and their secondary is not good right now either. No, they're rough. And the Patriots, I still think, have one of the most overrated wide receiving cores. And when you take Gronk out of the picture, who's, again, not going to play in this game, it becomes even worse, but... They can scheme, and they've got... That's the craziest thing. They're still getting it (laughs) done. Yeah, they can scheme enough to get past this Patriots team. They're at home, and unfortunately, the Patriots are going to get back to another Brady going for seven. Yeah, so it's going to be... But Brady against... Man, this is another one of those long pauses for you. <laughs> Matt Ryan. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, wait a minute. I can picture his face, but yes. Brady against Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl. Not the worst possible Super Bowl you could think of. I'll be rooting for Atlanta I hard, would like to see man. that Atlanta offense against the New England defense. That'd be kind of cool. It would Although be, but unfortunately, you know who's going to be favored, and you know who probably will win. It's going to be Green Bay versus New England, and nobody's going to give a fuck. God, and Green Bay and New England have matched up how many times in our lifetime? Yeah. Too many? Yeah. More than more than I care about. Yeah. God damn it. 
I just want new people in the Super Bowl. <laughs> those are your Miss Cleo picks for this week. We got one more week of those for the Super Bowl. Wait, Wait nothing so next taking, week. You taking the Steelers I got because the, I took the Patriots? No, I took the Patriots oh, because okay, they're right. going to win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be on a winning side for once. I, I feel you. Well, because here's how this is going to break out. I'm going to lose the NFC game, so I need to go one and one because that's just how I do. <laughs> and I'm going to finish the year. I'm going to finish the 17 and 17, and then I'm going to lose the Super Bowl, and I'm going to have a losing record, plus I have to respond to 20 dudes. Now, what's the time frame we're going to give? And, and when are we posting this? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll post this uh, as soon as the show goes live. I'll put it up on Craigslist this Saturday, or yeah, I'll put it, I'll put the ad up this Saturday because next week we won't have any Miss Cleo picks, so maybe yeah. we'll have some responses that I have to read. Yeah, that actually will give us there you go something to <laughs> give us content. Something next week's show <laughs> it's gonna be it. rough. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Super Bowl like preview, but we got yeah. two weeks, so. Next week is what sports radio Look, and sports TV people hate. Yeah, it's going to be a weekend between the playoffs. Get ready for some NBA talk. Hey! Get ready for us pulling the show out of our ass. Hey. <laughs> Hopefully, somebody does something stupid. Maybe we can just... check in on our NHL teams. <laughs> I haven't done that in weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, who is my team? Can I change? Because the Blue Jackets are doing pretty good. Can I, no, ch- can I change don't, my team? No, don't be that team. Don't be that guy. Well, it's because I don't have cable, man. And it'd be easier to watch the Blue Jackets. Because I have late. logins for Fox. Should have thought about All that. right, fine, fine. The, Your red wings the are red dying, bro. Yeah, well, they're terrible because <laughs> I'm a fucking jinx. So there you go. <laughs> uh, let's <laughs> let's get into Consume It or Can It on Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. I'm going to go first because yeah, I'm going to have a rough couple weeks on this show. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this. I'm consuming the fuck out of this beer. This is super good. I'm like two and a half, two and three quarters deep, and it, I'm feeling pretty good already. The fact that it's seven point seven point zero percent ABV is delicious. But I love the fact that grapefruit is another one of those fruits that I don't eat normally. Like I, I don't just like have a grapefruit for breakfast like people do. So it's a taste that I'm not really used to, but it cuts the hops on the IPA so well. Like this does not have that super hoppy IPA taste that I'm used to. It makes it more palatable. I could drink a bunch of these until I pass out. So I'm, I'm going to consume. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, uh, on first drink, it was exactly like the first time you ever bit into a grapefruit or had a sip of grapefruit juice bitter just gross like oh man why would anybody want to drink this but i can safely say in my advanced age (laughs) that i have been eating grapefruit more recently and i don't want to go as far as saying i've acquired a taste for it but i've come to appreciate uh the taste of grapefruit and i can actually eat it without you know vomiting (laughs) so uh that goes to say this beer is actually really good once you get past that first sip it's harsh because of the grapefruit taste but then once you get past that mike's right it cuts straight through the ipa flavor i completely forget that this is an ipa and all of you know i don't like ipas so if i'm gonna take an ipa this is how i want to take it with something that masks the flavor of the ipa and that's exactly what this does this is a total consume for me. No second guessing. Uh, this this definitely deserves to win the awards. Pliny the Elder, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> Two consumes for Ballast Point, Grapefruit Sculpin, uh, Consume It or Can It. As always, brought to you by Firefan. Firefan just added NBA games. Finally. Yes. No so, more just having football. I guess yep, they realized they that the NFL like, season is about to end. Out. Yeah. Right? So they added NBA games. Download the app. Make sure you I'm going to pick Ru- Russell to do everything. <laughs> Russell Westbrook's going to have 900 points a game. Like, if that's a prediction, like, how many assists is he going to have? 400. <laughs> Westbrook's going to do everything tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be my prediction. That's uh, yeah. They've added NBA, so download the app Firefan. You can do it at uh, www.firefan.com or from the Google Play Store or the App Store. Use the code Craft Beer, all one word, capital C, capital B. And we'll hop on with some NBA games here. So. Yeah, and you thought I was bad at picking football games. Well. I mean, I got very lucky a lot of times, but there ain't no way the NBA thing is going to be a total guess because I don't—I haven't tried one of the NBA, so I don't even know what kind of questions they ask. But I can only imagine I'm not very good at predicting anything in NBA. The only thing I'll get right is if they're like, "Hey, does Kevin Durant give a damn about Drake Knight?" I don't give a damn about no damn Drake Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Shit! Yes, he does not. I will nail that every week. <laughs> Kevin Durant does not give a damn about no damn drag night. This has been Craft Brood Sports. Hope you guys enjoyed this lengthy episode. Sorry Holy that this shit. went long, uh, but we had a lot of shit that we had to fucking cover today. And when you start ta- start us talking about baseball and then start us talking about teams we hate, we're going to fucking rant for a we while. We got a lot of shit to get uh, through. Shout out to uh, my pops and Gary for calling the voicemail line. and Keep them calls her. coming, yeah, other people. Call us. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about, we'll fucking work it into the show. We'll, we can listen to the voicemails beforehand. We'll plan the show around it. 440-37-DRUNK. Hit that up. Follow us on Twitter at Craft Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. This has been Craft Root Sports. Cheers, everybody. Grab a handful of pussy. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.